against the cheap buttoned vinyl headboard, and even without her spectacles on, it was clear why he might want to stay exactly this way. Eyes closed, the cigarette glued languidly to his lower lip, he had the knack of looking perpetually posed for a photograph. Emma Morley thought handsome a silly nineteenth-century word, but there really was no other word for it, except perhaps beautiful. There was something feline about him, eyebrows fine, mouth pouty in a self-conscious way, lips a shade too dark and full, but dry and chapped now, and rouged with Bulgarian red wine. Gratifyingly, his hair was terrible, short at the back and sides, but with an awful little quiff at the front. Whatever jelly used had worn off, and now the quiff looked pert and fluffy, like a silly little hat. Won't be a sec. She flung the duvet back, clambering over him. Don't go away, she said, padding out of the room. At twenty-three, Dexter Mayhew's vision of his future was no clearer than Emma Morley's. He hoped to be successful, to make his parents proud, and to sleep with more than one woman at the same time. But how to make these all compatible? He wanted to live life to the extreme, but without any mess or complications, Tonight, for instance, was bound to have repercussions, tears and awkward phone calls and accusations. He should probably get out of here as soon as possible, and he glanced at his discarded clothes in preparation for his escape. In the bathroom, Emma Morley wiped the crescents of toothpaste from the corner of her mouth and wondered if this was all a terrible mistake. Here she was, after four romantically barren years, finally in bed with someone she really liked, had liked since she'd first seen him at a party in 1984, and in just a few hours he'd be gone. Forever, probably. He was hardly likely to ask her to go to China with him, and besides, she was boycotting China. Dexter Mayhew. In truth, she suspected he wasn't all that bright and a little too pleased with himself, but he was popular and funny and... No point fighting it. Very handsome. So why was she being so stroppy and sarcastic? Why couldn't she just be self-confident and fun, like those scrubbed, bouncy girls he usually hung around with? She saw the dawn light at the tiny bathroom window. Sobriety. Scratching at her awful hair with her fingertips, she pulled a face, then yanked the chain of the ancient toilet cistern and headed back into the room. Now, Butchop she said, nudging him to the cool side of the mattress. He allowed her in, sliding one arm somewhat awkwardly beneath her shoulders, kissing her neck speculatively. She turned to look at him, her chin tucked in. Dex, hmm? Let's just cuddle, shall we? Of course, if you want, he said gallantly, though in truth he had never really seen the point of cuddling. Cuddling was for great aunts and teddy bears. Cuddling gave him cramp. Best now to admit defeat and get home as soon as possible. But she was settling her head on his shoulder territorially. And they lay like this, rigid and self-conscious, for some time before she said, Can't believe I used the word cuddle. Bloody hell. <laughs> cuddle, sorry about that. He smiled. Well, that's just all right. At least it wasn't snuggle. She curled closer into him. We should get some sleep. It was starting to get bright outside. Dexter examined her face as she slept. She was pretty, but seemed annoyed by the fact. 
Her bottled red hair was almost willfully badly cut, alone, in front of the mirror, probably. Her skin had a pallid puffiness that spoke of too much time in libraries, and her spectacles made her seem owlish and prim. Her chin was soft and a little plump, though perhaps that was just puppy fat. Or were plump and puppy fat things that you weren't meant to say now, in the same way that you couldn't tell her she had tremendous breasts, even if it was true, without her getting all offended? Never mind that, back to her face. There was no denying that her face, well, her face was a wonder. With her eyes closed, he found that he couldn't recall their exact colour, only that they were large and bright and humorous, like the two creases in the corners of her wide mouth, deep parentheses that deepened when she smiled, which seemed to be often. Smooth, pink mottled cheeks, pillows of flesh that looked as if they would be warm to the touch. If he left now, he would probably never see this face again.